This is the At 530 on Main podcast. I'm Sean Collins. And I'm Mike Davis. And we're here to discuss the convergence of digital and physical experiences in today's world. With Extend Group as an expert in designing online experiences and VPS Architecture, an expert on creating physical experiences, you will hear unique discussions on technology, theory, and more that merges our separate areas of expertise into one podcast experience. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy today's At 530 on Main podcast episode. All right, so we are in the Extension Studio at 530 on Main podcast brought to you by VPS Architecture, Extend Group. It is finally happening. Confetti cannons, fireworks, you know, after, you know, as we talked uh, pregame here, it's been about four times on the calendar now. And we have the Joe Grease in the podcast studio today. We're really local hero. Our local hero <laughs> gets to go up front, meet with all the musicians that come from out of town. We're celebrating him today. Joe is on the App 530 Omni podcast. Like I said, it's kind of an internal joke, but I think it was on the calendar four times. And then Sean gets sick, and then something else happened, and then something else happened. And oh, Sean had to have a surgery. And then, yeah, so. We are finally here. Joe Grease is in the extension studio with Mike Davis over there. How's it going? Going good. Yeah. Yeah, enjoying it. You as excited about this podcast as I am? I am. So excited. So excited. So typically I read this bio and go through it, but you know, I've known Joe for quite some time and there is a, a lot of really good things on here. I mean, the guy, he's been in government here, county government for 25 years here in Vanderburg County. You know, he started as the Knight Township Assessor in 2005. He became the Chief Deputy Auditor, supervising the county's finances and payroll. He was elected to the Vanderburg County Auditor in 2010 and 2014. And then in 2016, Joe joined the Vanderburg County Health Department as the administrator, and he's worked closely with the health officer, board of health, uh, and staff to continue to improve public health services provided by our community. Uh, he's helped the department become accredited by the National Public Health Accreditation Board. He's also helping increase funding for public health programs and numerous uh, other local organizations during the COVID-19 pandemic. But Joe, I mean, that's it. Tell us a little bit about the Joe Grease experience. I know you're an Evansville guy. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What's not on this paper here? Yeah. So, uh, well, it's great to be here. I appreciate you guys having me. Um, and after listening to that, it, uh, I'm kind of blushing here. I did, it made me sound pretty good. But uh, yeah, no, I was uh, actually born just outside of Indianapolis uh, when my parents uh, lived up there. But uh, my family's originally here from Evansville. Uh, grew up on uh, the north side of town. Uh, went to St. Teresa grade school, Memorial High School, uh, graduated from Indiana University. Uh, not the typical way, but uh, didn't do it uh, out after college uh, right away. Uh, had to go back and, and finish up. But uh, yeah, I, I've had a, a great career working for the county. Um, have gotten to know a lot of great people um, now at the health department. My dad actually worked there for 39 years. 
so he was there for a long, long time. And, and uh, it was always kind of something that, um, you know, I thought maybe one day work uh, my way over to that uh, type of position. And uh, Dr. Spear, our health officer, uh, had a position open as his administrator. And, and uh, uh, about five, six years ago, uh, I signed on and uh, didn't know I was uh, going to be in the midst of a worldwide pandemic as uh, part of signing on to that. But uh, we've got a really good team over there. And we have a lot of community partners that we worked with uh, through all this. And uh, so it's it's uh, made it uh, you know a lot easier for me to to get through when you have that kind of support and that kind of teamwork. Yeah. So you you make that transition from you know government to the health department. You you know as as you as it said you you know had to go through multiple elections, get to know a lot of people. How did all those connections you know how did that help your experience? Was it was it different going from you know being the auditor and all the other you know working in those components to going right into the health department or was there a lot of plug and play stuff? You know, I think it's, uh, there's pieces and parts <clears throat> that help you along the way. So, you, and you try to uh, definitely keep those relationships uh, together. Uh, so working with the county council and the county commissioners, the mayor, uh, the last uh, couple of years, uh, really developing those relationships, uh, knowing the ins and outs of local government, the, the finances, uh, how you kind of work through the, some of the political uh, side of things. The health department still is is part of uh, local county government, and we and we have to play that uh, that part of the game as well. So so all of those things is, I think have helped me. Uh, I've tried to draw on those experiences and and make sure that um, you know you follow that process and 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 work with those folks. Uh, to make sure that we're getting what we need at the health department as far as money, uh, resources, but also then uh, at the health department, we've had to expand, and I've, I've been able to uh, expand the, the people I, I've uh, uh, worked with. You know, we, we have great relationships with our uh, two local hospitals, uh, both universities here, um, other community agencies that we've developed. We always uh, say at the health department, public health is a team sport. And so we have to be able to uh, have a lot of different uh, folks helping us uh, to make sure that we're doing everything we can to to try to improve the health of our community. Yeah. So they they didn't give you a warning that the pandemic was coming, right? Like you just signed right on board and said, I'm checked in. I mean, yeah. It was uh, it was no warning. It was uh, you know kind of fly by the seat of our pants for a little while. And uh, the the hardest part was everything changed from week to week, month to month. You didn't know how things were going to go. Obviously, we had a, a, a shutdown um, early on, which um, probably not as uh, uh, positive maybe as mm -hmm. we, we hoped it would have been. Uh, but um, you know, there's a lot of things that have come. Uh, to pass uh, since that, uh, that, uh, you know, maybe we, we look back and we do something a little bit different. But um, again, just being able to uh, rely on our team there, uh, we've got a lot of uh, really strong uh, leaders at the health department and, uh, and we, and I rely on them every day and um, there's no way I could have gotten through it uh, if I didn't have those kind of folks there. And again, with all the other agencies that we work with, it's been a it's been a as smooth a ride as possible uh, with a worldwide pandemic. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say our health department seems to be proactive. 
Dr. Spear, a little more proactive than reactive. How does that how does that contribute to community health when you're when you're an organization that promotes being proactive? Absolutely. Well, it's it's the best way to use what we the resources we have. We feel um, you know local government, uh, public health. We don't have a whole lot of funding. We don't have a whole lot of resources. So again, we have to try to expand those uh, by uh, really promoting health and and trying to find ways to uh, improve. Uh, our, our community's health uh, up front because if you're always reacting you're just you're, you're just kind of treating symptoms and and you just don't have that uh, ability to uh, say okay let's let's get get to where we need to be so then everybody can improve their families lives their uh, their situations here locally improve our community uh, so yeah dr spear he's our idea guy he's always coming <laughs> up with the ideas and and said hey let's look at this in a different way uh, let's try to uh, to focus on this, uh, you know, being up front and, and, and really kind of pushing the envelope. We are lucky here. Our local health department um, is, is we have, a, you know, about 60 to 70 uh, staff members. So it's really good size for uh, for a local health department. A lot of them are, are really small and they don't have uh, the resources. And uh, so we're lucky uh, with that, that we can do all those kinds of things. But also our community, right, Evansville? A lot of teamwork, even with different organizations. So you guys don't have to be everything to everybody. Yeah, and we can't. Just like I said, you know, it's it's always a uh, a team sport. Um, our our hospitals. It's strange because if you talk to other uh, places across the state, other hot, uh, local health departments, and they talk about, well, we've got two hospitals in our county, or they're and they're always competing, or they're always, you know, trying to figure out how to one up the other. <laughs> That doesn't really happen here. Our, our two hospital systems really and their leadership uh, work so well together and they come together as our community here in Evansville uh, to try to improve things. Um, we always call ourselves uh, the neutral convener as the health <laughs> department. We want to bring everybody together. We don't want to compete. We want to pool our resources and, and find ways to, to improve things uh, in through that process. Yeah, and I mean, the community, you know, was was very proactive. I mean, I mean, I know I was sitting, you know, on a weekly basis. I mean, you uh, would speak with the chamber at least once a week, let everybody, like the chamber got involved and with the business leaders would have a Zoom call. It was like every week or every other week. And you would give a report, the hospitals would give a report. And then, you know, as typical Evansville, you know, jumped into, okay, we, we know there's there's some real need here. Let's, let's do some fundraising. Let's get, you know, that it, did you play a part in any of it? It said, you know, multiple agencies helping seeking funding. So, you know, how did that play out? You know, it's, it's interesting because um, when you have leadership here, like we do locally, not only government, but in the business community, uh, in health organizations, um, um, uh, nonprofits, you really, uh, can draw on that leadership. And, and when it comes together, it's impressive to see uh, that, hey, we got to get something done here. We're, we're, we're in trouble or we've got a, a problem. And they, they just all seem to come together. And Dr. Spear and uh, the, the CEOs of the hospitals, uh, the mayor, uh, everybody just really found a way, the chamber. Um, you know, we just, when we asked, they, they said yes. 
and yeah. you know we need we need help we need this we need this and uh and everybody said yes and that's when it, uh you can really see uh the leadership in our community and how well uh they play uh or they care about it, our community and 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 the things that they do yeah so how did all the logistics play out in in you know obviously the lines like how how did you kind of like you know i would drive by deaconess over there at uh you know, uh, heckle and green river road and it's like wrapped around buildings and then you had your own down. So all the logistics had to have to go into something. How did that all just come together? Was it trial and error? Was there kind of a game plan in place? What'd that look like? You, you have to realize that local health departments, we have plans and we have emergency, uh, you know, procedures and, and hospitals do too. But when you get to it, you have to look at your plan and you have to make always have to make adjustments. Yeah. So um, we relied on the state health department as well. Uh, they helped a, a great deal. And and really the hospitals coming together with us, um, you, you just try to find your way through it. Yeah. Um, you, you've got your plan, you've got your procedures and you know that here's what you want to do, but you may need a different location or you may need to find ways to uh, control the crowd and, and, and lines mm -hmm. and things like that. So there's always some, you know, give and take there and, and trial and error. Uh, but, you know, I think it I think it worked well. We had a lot of compliments, especially once the vaccine started. Um, we had a lot of compliments from people that they were in and out real easy. And the hospitals did an, a tremendous job. Uh, we played a, a small role with with vaccines. Uh, we we're over at the old National Events Plaza and at the health department. Um, you know, but the, the hospitals, uh, yeah, I just can't say enough about them because they just made it so easy. They put so much, so much, uh, of their resources to that, uh, process, uh, that it just made it, made it so smooth and, and really, um, it, it worked like clockwork. Wonderful. But it wears on you guys, right? Like the hospitals, your team, yeah. I'm sure it wore you out trying to track everything, trying to be on top of everything. It's the constant on the go, right? Sure. And with everything, you know, it's gonna, uh, it's going to. You do the same thing over and over, and you, you, yeah. you have another wave, or you need uh, to try to convince a group that, hey, this is the way we need to do things. It does weigh on you, and uh, we have staff, and I know the hospitals do that. You, you have that burnout, um, and we try to find ways uh, to combat some of that. Try to have a little fun here and there. Uh, get together with. Uh, you know, outside of the office, maybe with, with some of our staff and, and uh, you know, we have retreats over the last couple of years. We've, we've had to have hold retreats and, and find ways to uh, give them a, a, a day where it's maybe not thinking about the, all the, the trials and tribulation and, <laughs> and have a little fun and, and uh, you know, just again, but try to bring it together um, where you're still, you know, a team. And, and they don't lose sight that, hey, we're here to support them and, and find ways to, to keep the, the burnout as, as uh, manageable as possible. Yeah, because it's like in any situation, that culture, right? I mean, they, they get to that tipping point and then, you know, it, it tailors off a little bit. But with all these variants and everything, I mean, you hear the, the mental health side of things now of everyone that's been at home, you know, depression rates are up, like all, all kinds of negative numbers on, on the back end of this thing. How is it for your department in like every time there's like, oh, there's a new variant, like can, can you feel it inside that it's like, oh, here we go? Yeah, you get you do get a little tightness there in your stomach and, and you're, you're wondering, okay, is this going to be 
you know, everybody uh, ha has that fear and anxiety again. Uh, how are we going to manage through it again? Um, what are we going to what are we going to have to come up with? Um, and a lot of times in crisis, uh, we were I was at a retreat or a, a seminar uh, up in Indianapolis not too long ago. And there was a mental health professional talking up there and, and he said, when we're in crisis, we, we push aside our emotions yeah. and we don't have emotions and, and we, because we got to deal with what, what's going on. And after then you have a little downtime, then those emotions start coming back. Mm -hmm. And that's when you get the depression, the anxiety, and, and people have those issues. Um, so we have to find ways to talk about it. We have to find ways to uh, work with our team uh, to make sure that uh, they have some tools to, to work through some of that uh, emotion and whether it's, uh, um, you know, again, getting together uh, and, and uh, you know, kind of communing uh, outside of the office or just finding a way to uh, maybe having a conversation in your office and, and you're having a bad day. And, and I do this a lot with uh, one of our supervisors. Uh, she and I are kind of uh, uh, buddies at work and we just kind of, we play off each other and you find a way to, okay, here it comes again. Here's another wave. Let's try to find a way to maybe bring each other up, but then let's get our team together and bring them up. And sometimes when you're helping others, that really can, at least for me, uh, it, it, it helps me and it, uh, it kind of motivates me to, okay, I got to do this. I got to do it the right way. Um, so that, that's always a positive thing for me too. So is there, was there anything in your office recently that, you know, maybe around Halloween that was a good experience that, Maybe happened with a few of your teammates. We'll dress up and yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, I, since we're just meeting on this podcast for the first time, getting to know you a little bit here. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, you know, there's there's always a uh, uh, something going on. In this I'm not I'm, I'm drawing a little blank here, Mike, about maybe what you're talking about, but. Uh, um, I know that three people, uh, oh, I think there are right. three yes, people yeah, dressing right. up. Yeah. So one of the things <laughs> that they did, we have a, a contest each year and, and, uh, for Halloween and, and people dress up and they win prizes and, and different things. It's, it's a, it's a fun day. We have uh, food and, and, uh, everybody gets, uh, to go trick or treating around the, the offices and, and things like that. But yeah, three of our nurses, um, a year ago decided, um, that they were going to dress up as the administrator of the health department. <laughs> and I, it's a, it's a pretty uh, good or known joke uh, internally that I'm usually uh, khakis and a golf shirt at work. So it's comfortable for me. It's what I wear. Um, but the, our nurses, they uh, went out, they bought wigs, they trimmed them up. Uh, they <laughs> oh, wow. they uh, had their khakis and their, and their golf shirts on. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so uh, we I took a picture with them and and we uh, put that out there. But yeah, it was uh, it was a good day. It was definitely a, a release <laughs> uh, for a lot of people that day too. And and uh, again, you, you try to to be a part of that, and and uh, it's fun for me. So yeah, I forgot about that. I'm glad you reminded me. Yeah, well, it just shows yeah, part of that levity that you say you guys need. Yeah, and you you gotta take a break sometimes. Yeah, so I was listening to the radio one day, and and I hear we have a, you know, international country music celebrity that's coming, you know, the Ford Center, and and he's honoring, you know, one community uh, individual who uh, contributed during the COVID nineteen, and I hear, I hear your name. What was what was that 
What was that experience like? Yeah, so I, I got a call from uh, the folks over at the Ford Center, and uh, they said, uh, you know, Blake Shelton's coming, and he has this uh, uh, Heroes, and, and uh, uh, I forget the other part of the, t- the name of the tour, but uh, um, they, they called me, and they said, hey, you know, you've been identified, uh, and we want to list you as a local hero, and at first, I'm I'm like oh, I don't know about this. I don't I wouldn't consider myself a, a local hero, um, but they said you know it, it they have uh, uh, tickets to the show and and uh, uh, provide dinner and everything and it, it was a really nice gesture. I I really uh, was appreciative of uh, to to be named that um, again. I think there's a there's a lot of people that uh, uh, probably could have been chosen, but uh, definitely. Uh, uh, something uh, that was uh, kind of humbling, and uh, you know, I took—I was able to take my daughter. Uh, we went to the show. We were front row right there. Uh, he put on an amazing show. We were there for about three hours. Oh uh, wow! Listening yeah. to uh, all the all the different stars, country music stars, and and uh, Gwen Stefani, his wife was there, and and the place. I I thought the roof was going to cave in <laughs> when when she came out. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was pretty neat. So I and I'm not really a concert guy. But that one, that one was a show that uh, I was glad I went. So, um, I was going to ask if you weren't a fan before, are you a, oh, a fan now? Yeah. I, I don't think I'd listened to a lot of his music, or I, if I did, I didn't know it was him. But uh, yeah, yeah, definitely uh, uh, look for him on YouTube now and uh, and listen to to his music for sure. Yeah. And the other great uh, enjoyment too, didn't they have some pretty good food? Oh man, for you guys, tell you what, <laughs> Old National Vents Plaza—they put on a spread up there. We had. Uh, uh, roasted roast beef and, and uh, chicken and, and all kinds of great sides, great dessert. Yeah, we ate like kings for <laughs> sure. It was nice. Well, you know, as I talked about earlier and then you alluded to, like, what is it like growing up in a community that now, like, how has that impacted the service, you know, that you provide today, that whole experience, what does it mean to you and how, how is, you know, growing up here in this region really helped support that? You know, um, for me, it's, it's something that when you get to know where you're from and, and you know, the people and you know, you know, all the roads and the streets and the restaurants and everywhere to go in town, you know, that you're a part of it. And uh, when you're a part of it, you want to see it thrive. You want to see it uh, succeed. You want to see uh, all parts of it uh, improve, uh, and and so it just gives you a little more motivation, I think. And and you take that uh, experience that you've had your whole life, and and it pushes you a little bit harder to make sure that you're doing everything you can uh, to to get the job done. And in in whatever fashion, you know, whether it's at the health department or local government, I know. Uh, and I see it every day, and and I know so many people uh, that um, you know, local businesses here, our hospitals, our universities. Um, it's just Im- so impressive to see everybody, uh, you know, just do everything they can uh, to try to improve our community, improve our uh, our region here, um, even even further than just Evansville and Vanderbilt County. I think it's uh, it's kind of an, even a regional approach here um, with. Uh, with everybody. And, and that's how we look at it. And I think that's a positive thing. Yeah. So, you know, you talk a lot about relationships and, and obviously word of mouth, still the best, you know, 
best communicator, building those relationships, doing those things. How is you know, digital media impacted the way in which, you know, you spread that experience and, and share it. Yeah, I think I think it's a key aspect for us. Uh, when we uh, started looking at accreditation uh, to become, we're one of only now four uh, health departments in the state of Indiana that are accredited. And um, you, you really have to, and you have to understand that you got to get your message out. You've got to be able to share what you're doing and let people know what resources are available. Um, so social media, websites, um, you know, uh, print, news, news media, all of it, um, you know, we have to try to um, help gain some of that experience from others, yeah. um, you know, and, and we rely, I do, especially because I'm not very good at social <laughs> media, um, we have to rely on people to, uh, to get us there. And, and find ways to, to share our message. Uh, so we've tried to really expand that um, uh, within the health department. We actually have a data analytics team now and an IT team uh, at the health department. We've been uh, lucky enough to, to hire some really good people in those roles. Um, so they, they've helped us a lot. We've uh, had some relationships with some local uh, uh, companies that have found ways to, to tell our story a little bit better. Uh, and, and again, I think we have to rely on that uh, uh, you know, because it's if you're just going to rely on me, it's not gonna, it's not going to happen as as well as probably it should. Yeah, I mean, as you talk about that and and all the information that's out there, is is there a component like you know we we we've seen the worst maybe phase one of what the worst could be on all the negative and all the false or whatever. Is, is there a portion of of that team that looks at like? Hey, this this information is out there now. We have to like combat what what is being said about this. Yeah, I think you do have to to watch it very closely uh, because there is always going to be somebody now that hmm. that has that tool to spread maybe disinformation or uh, you know maybe just you know has some type of of um, you know desire to to throw you know mm-hmm. things off course. And, and so I think it, it is important to really monitor that kind of thing and, and find ways to, <clears throat> we tell people all the time, you want to get your information uh, and, and you, you need good information, but you got to get it from reputable sources. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so we, we rely a lot on the state uh, to help us with a lot of that. But then internally, um, you know, we're always watching for, um, you know, that social media post that may, you know, be going in a different direction. And we try not to, we try not to, yeah. you know, get into the back and forth, but, you know, we, we just try to share what we know and what we um, want to promote yeah. uh, as far as people's health. So, yeah, it's a constant battle. Do you have a favorite platform? Like, what's your go-to on your phone? So, yeah, I was going to say, or did, how is telehealth impacted? You know, you know. I wish we could do more telehealth. Yeah. Um, public health hasn't caught up to that uh, really uh, yet. That I, that I've seen. Um, <clears throat> we would like to to be able to do more of that. It's it's more efficient, I think. Um, but there is something to be said for that personal touch too. Um, so I, I think it's something we we have to look at uh, more and more and find. Again, we got to find the resources and 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 use them the best way we can. Uh, you know, in the most efficient manner uh, to make sure we're reaching uh, as many people as we can. Um, as far as social media platforms, I'm only on one. 
I don't have Facebook page. I don't have Instagram. I uh, I look at Pinterest. Okay. Yeah. For recipes. I was going to say, I, I kind of knew that, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Funny little uh, videos of dogs and yeah. you know people falling down, that kind of thing. I, I do like to watch those kinds of things. But uh, yeah, that's the only one uh, that I'm on. So that probably will embarrass my kids if, if I'm letting people know that. But uh, Yeah, I was just going to say, so if you... So people wanting to give Joe a hard time about Braves winning this year. They yeah. have to do messenger or call him. <laughs> you have to go direct. You have to go direct. <laughs> I, uh, I uh, really torture my, my buddies these days because the Braves won, won the World Series. Oh, they did? I, I totally skipped that. Well, how'd that happen? Well, there's videos on YouTube I can I send. Go, you can go back go and find watch those. It. Yeah, for sure. So it's it's interesting. Like I want to go back to your comment of telehealth because, and you know the the ability to now be on a Zoom call or be on a phone call or whatever it is. Like uh, I went in the other day to a healthcare provider. He was a specialist and. I was talking to him about it because he knew that we made apps and had done all this stuff. He, I've been a patient of his for years, and he's he's like, yeah. He goes, like, I love all that stuff, and he goes, I I get where it's at, but he goes, as much as I know you're a proponent, you love you know digital media, and I do too. Like I think we can streamline a lot of this process, but he said, where it really matters is that face to face and seeing what your symptoms are, because he goes. You know, if you're on a Zoom call, for instance, and I tell you to get up from that chair and go over to the table or I can do, you know, look you over, like there's some people that will struggle to get up from there to go over there. Or when you do that, you might sigh or wheeze or like I'm sitting in front of you and I can hear you wheezing, but and you may not even feel it. And he was like, I couldn't, I for a year and a half, I really couldn't pick up on that. and that was a, a, I was like, you know what, that, that just goes back to that, you know, being around people that, that experience in those situations with not being able to see how they get up out of the chair, how they, you know, how they might be breathing in between that, you know, just from that small chair over to the examination, you know, table and then back. And then some of the other stuff, he said, we pick up on so much in the healthcare from just, you know, those little interactions. Absolutely. And and we don't deal as much with like acute care like the doctors are going to be or the hospitals. Um, but I still think there's a place for it because maybe, you know, it's not the, the bigger things. Maybe it's just the smaller things. You got a cold, mm -hmm. you got, yeah. uh, you know, a, a bad headache one day or you just, you know, an, an earache. And, and if you can talk to the doctor and maybe, you know, he can get a little what what he needs and prescribe you something. Uh, maybe those calls or those visits to the doctor's office become less. So then the, the other appointments that, that where you do need to go and be in front of that doctor can, can happen if he can get through those other things uh, with telehealth. With us, <clears throat> I think a lot of uh, what we learned during the pandemic is we had the ability to keep going. We have a, 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 a program called Pre to 3 and it's a home visitation program. It's for pregnant moms and their and their babies, and we follow them up to three years old. Um, and it's just providing support, uh, making sure the baby is born healthy, uh, things of that nature. But during the pandemic, we can't we couldn't go to people's houses, mm -hmm. but we could do it online, and we could we did it with our phones and our our laptops, and we were still able to reach people. 
um, during this time that was difficult for everybody, uh, and we, we were able to still provide services. So I, it, it's got a place, and we just have to find the best place where it fits in uh, and, and use it as efficiently as we can. Because that's a lot about that's that's the flip side of what you were saying. It's the it's the yeah. people like me allergies. Oh, another ear infection, another sinus infection, and we can tick that off without having to waste time going there, coming back, and now. Doctors are saying instead of getting five minutes with Sean, I now get 15 minutes yeah. with Sean because I'm not taking up five minutes, five minutes, five minutes with two people where I'm just going, yep, you got a sinus infection. Here's yeah. your antibiotic or whatever. Move on. So I, I think that's more the role is spending quality time with the patients that need it because they've actually said, they're even though they do mix in telehealth, they're seeing the same amount of patients. Yeah. It's not reducing just in a different way and spending more time with the patients that that need it yeah more efficient yeah yeah so we're in a a county of 160 170 plus right 181 181 wow we just keep going on up so like what is the volume of services that the health department provides to the surrounding area? So we, just to go through kind of a litany of what we do, we have our pre to three program. We have our uh, immunization clinic. We have an STD clinic uh, right now, uh, as you may know, we're dealing with a little bit of a syphilis outbreak. And so we're working on that. Uh, we have a small lab uh, that does our STD testing. We also do water testing for uh, pools uh, uh, around the area. And we will do a little bit of uh, testing uh, for a person's well, uh, but we don't have a whole lot of capabilities there. Uh, we also do uh, have a lead program. We do case management for uh, kids who are poisoned with lead. Uh, we have a lot of older homes here in, in Evansville and Vandenberg County, and, and lead is still a, a really big issue, especially with kids under the age of seven. Um, so we, we have that. We have our entire environmental program. We do the restaurant inspections. We do something. Yeah, you could do a lot of Google. Ad, I mean, you can do a lot of advertising on the health uh, uh, restaurant. Uh, just, just that alone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for sure. Um, we uh, issue licenses for tattoo parlors, for, um, oh, I'm, I'm blanking on a couple of things environmental does. But, yeah. you know, we do birth and death certificates. Everybody who needs a birth certificate has to come to the health department uh, when family member dies and you need a death certificate that as well. So uh, we have the WIC program, Women, Infant, and Children, uh, who, which is a nutrition program for uh, young kids and families. Uh, so, yeah, there's a there's a quite a bit that we do. And, and again, like I said earlier, we have about 60 or 70 uh, staff members, and, and we're blessed to have that many to uh, work on all these different uh, issues. Uh, and then we get involved again with the hospitals, and, and we're just looking at the community's health as a whole. And, you know, we uh, have a lot of chronic issues here locally, state of Indiana. <laughs> you know, we're overweight. We smoke too much. We drink too much, all that stuff. Yeah. You know, just trying to uh, find ways to, again, provide resources to, to people who need help. I was going to say, I was on a webinar earlier today, and we we're talking about rural health care and the decline of rural health care, you know, with the big big organizations, they don't have the resources, how do you adapt and change with that? And one of the statistics was the bottom 10 states were number three behind Kentucky and West Virginia. And so it's the unhealthiest, not in a good way. So yeah. how do we deal with that? And how does that impact, you know, the health department? Because a lot of that, 
which I agree with, can be preventable potentially with the. Yeah, it, in in Indiana has been at that bottom level for a long time, and some people say, "Well, we don't spend enough money on on public health, and and we don't spend enough money on preventative measures, things of that nature." And that's part of it, uh, but also we we need to look at the system as a whole. Um, you know, we have ninety two ninety uh, one local health departments in the state of Indiana, and those smaller health departments. They don't have a lot of resources, mm-hmm. so maybe we can find a way to look at it in a in a more of a regional uh, a manner. And we have a state health department that's pretty big and robust, but uh, a lot of their funding comes from federal dollars. So you know, there's a lot of stipulations that they have to follow. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get that kind of money, uh, so finding another uh, other sources of, of revenue for them as well, and and uh, supporting local health departments or maybe a regional approach. Uh, you know, throughout the state, we, we've get, we've got to come up with with some new ideas. I, I mentioned Dr. Spear; mm-hmm. he's our he's our idea guy. He's been talking about uh, being a regional health department. You know, as here locally uh, for us, and we do work with our the other surrounding counties that the other health departments <clears throat> have a lot of great relationships with them uh, and and their their staff members. And especially during the pandemic, we were having weekly calls with them and, mm-hmm. and, you know, what's working, what's not working and, you know, figuring out those logistics again, everybody bouncing ideas off of each other uh, during that process. So, uh, yeah, I think I think we just got to look at it in a different way and, and come up with with new ideas. And, and uh, that's what's exciting for for me as well, because I'm in the midst of that. We've mm-hmm. got the governor's uh, commission on public health that's meeting monthly now, and uh, and they're really starting to look at some of that. So it's, it's kind of exciting uh, to maybe see some of that maybe come to pass here, here in the near future. Yeah, because as a designer, you know, evidence-based design, just like evidence-based medical, is the same way. And, the two, and a couple of the biggest things are has to be in their community, has to be part of their community, has to be woven in the fabric, or they won't use it. Even if the resources are there, they won't use it because it's it's an outside. And if they have to travel, it's like, no, they, it has to, it can be, I mean, it can be the smallest thing. They have the resources, but if it's not woven into their fabric, if it's not about who they are, it, they won't use it. They just won't go. Yeah, if it's not in their vocabulary, it's not in their tool set, it's, you know, it, it's not, you know, a comfortable, trusted experience. Right. Yeah. What you trust, you know, who, who do you trust? Well, right. you trust your family. You know, you trust your friends and you trust your doctor. Maybe if you're talking about medical or you trust your, uh, you know, who you're working with uh, in, in the office or, or wherever you work. So the people around you is what who you trust. And you're right, Mike. I think it has to be woven in to a community, especially with public health, that, hey, I know those people at the health department. I know the, you know those people showing up and, and uh, you know, putting on a clinic or, or doing it, whatever. When they know you, they are going to to, I think, take advantage of those resources. Yeah. I mean, it's even as simple as pictures. Yeah. I mean, you get this from a, as a marketing guy, but the pictures they have in the facility when they walk in, if it's local pictures, make gives them comfort. It makes them feel more part. They see something they recognize as opposed to a picture of Indianapolis in a rural Illinois town or Chicago all the old restaurants, man, they used to do it. You know, they'd have their all their standard things, but then yep. they'd mix. You know, when they came in the town, there'd be you know purple ace up there. There'd be an eagle. There'd be a little bit of the high school mascots. You know, I mean, even going to McAllister's, you know, mm-hmm. they've got 
you know, all the basically their their whole show is is everything local. Yeah. So they've taken, you know, a regional thing and put it in here in Evansville and they make it your own. But yeah, healthcare, being able to do that and, and really having an advocacy program that's out, you know, an outreach program that's that's people. As much as we can use technology, I, I really strongly, everyone that comes in here today, I, I try not to make sure that they're not just depending 100% on social media. There still is that, you know, hand, reach out, talk. You know, I want to, you know, even if it's a phone call, make sure that there is that personal touch so that they do have someone that they're, you know, connecting with. And, you know, if they do do have the social media, make sure that someone's there to answer the questions when when they're asked, because if they're not responding quickly, then it's like, oh, it's just another one of those scams. And, you know, from big city, whatever that is, I want nothing to do with it. And, you know, to be able to connect with that person that's on that chat. You know, that's on that message uh, to say, hey, you know, I'm, you know, Sean Collins from Evansville, Indiana. How can I help you? And let them know that there is a local touch on the other side of that digital uh, experience. I think we've tried to, at the health department, we put more and more things online on our website. Hey, you can get a birth certificate. You can get a death Mm -hmm. certificate. People want the quick, efficient way of doing things. But then when there's a problem, they still got to talk to somebody. Yes. (laughs) And we got to have knowledgeable people. Uh, that can answer questions, can help them through the process. <clears throat> Not everybody's computer savvy or, you know, we have, uh, you know, some of our maybe seasoned uh, uh, citizens that maybe just don't want to use that computer. They want to talk to someone. Mm-hmm. I hear that from my grandmother all the time, Sean. <laughs> that's for all you, like, you know, she still loves to get her check in her hand and be able to take it to her banker and do all those things. I'm like, you know, we can take a picture of that on your phone and it'll immediately be deposited and all that. She was like, I, I go to my bank for a reason. It's it's yeah. an experience, you know, and I get to see Mike or whatever his name is. And, you know, the the lady at the, the teller and 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 talk to them. And it's, you know, I've been doing that for 80 you know, plus years. So that's what I want to do today. And what has one thing maybe the pandemic has shown us, you know, we, we can't just separate ourselves from everybody. Uh, we, we still have to be a community of people <clears throat> getting together and, and uh, uh, getting to know each other. And, and so you, there, there always has to be that personal touch. But mm-hmm. uh, definitely uh, always a more efficient ways to do things with, uh, you know, finding the, the right balance. So we are 45 minutes in uh, to the podcast. That was fast. We've used the uh, word experience probably maybe uh, 50 to 100 times somewhere in there. I'm just guesstimating. Uh, what does that word mean to you? I've, you guys sent me this question. I've thought a lot about this. <laughs> um, experience for me is is taking what you've learned and what you've gained and always finding a way to use it in a positive manner. Um, whether I've developed a relationship or I've learnt, learned something, um, how, how can that help me uh, as I move forward? Because I, I always want to keep moving forward. I always want to find uh, new ways to do things, better ways to do things. Uh, but your experience allows you to uh, get there, I think, quicker. And, yeah. and so that's, that to me is, is uh, uh, how I see and, and what comes to mind when I, I think of experience. Yeah. Well, we just talked about, I think, same thing, right? Tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's really about, yeah. all this experience down here. So yeah, how long did that twenty minutes 
take you? Well, 20 years and 20, 20 years minutes. and 20 minutes. <laughs> and we were talking yesterday about, you know, the word experience and somebody was talking about, well, in order to sit here as a whatever expert, it's, you know, your, your upbringing, it's your nature, your nurture, then, you know, all the education that you go through, all the ups and downs, all the that failed, that worked, that didn't, whatever. And then, you know, when somebody goes, well, it took you five minutes. Mm-hmm. It took you five minutes. Like, you're, like, well, that's actually 20 years and five minutes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a good way to look at it. And being able to place value on that, you know, sometimes can, can be difficult um, for, for some. Yeah. But when you, when you really look into the, the whole thing uh, long term, you know, I think people have come to expect that. Like I said yesterday, you could go, you know, anywhere and get 500 logos for 50 bucks, but all of them are, are going to be there. Was it designed for you, especially? Did it go through research? Did it go through, you know, A-B testing? Did it do all those things? And it's easy to go, you know, in a world today to go, oh, I'm going to click that button, fill out this form, you know, and then here's my result. Yep. So with, as we start to wrap up, Mike, you've got some – we've talked a lot about the – Oh, I, I wove my questions in there. You've I got them in there? Mo- I modified them. You yeah. modified them? Because I'm them? sure he's going to say, you know, going to Hotlanta to a Braves game was a great place, <laughs> a great experience. Well, and then what, walking to – Dane walk after the Atlanta game that one time is like oh, that to yeah. get – White Castle or something like walk five miles. <laughs> it's been so long ago. I don't even know if I have the memory. To, <laughs> it, was a long, it was a while ago, but yeah. Yeah. Some experiences from back in the day. Well, I'll take you. What's what's a tool that you use every day that's designed well? Couldn't be any better. Wow. That's a tough question for me. <clears throat> um, you know, I, I'm obviously on my computer every day. Um and I, I don't. I guess you can design a computer better, but I like mine. <laughs> it works really well. Uh, <clears throat> I get everything I need. Um, Mac PC. It's uh, PC. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And now you have to say the inside joke that some people know because it'd be. Go ahead. Uh, it's t- whenever you can talk to it and say computer, oh, yeah. computer. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. I'm a, I'm a Trekkie at heart, so that's. Uh, uh, another thing people may may not know about me, but uh, yeah, when we could, uh, when Scotty could uh, talk to the computer and, and say, "Do this," that that that, I guess you know, maybe it could get a little better. But uh, those are probably way out into the future when we're flying through the stars uh, one day, maybe like Kirk and and uh, Spock did. But um, Strahan's going up yeah, this weekend, that's right. right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. So retired his number and flying to space. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think. Um, you know, everything, so much of what I do is email, you know, mm-hmm. and communicate with staff, with, uh, uh, everybody that we work with. Um, so that computers, I, I've got to, I, I tell my kids, he's like, what do you do, dad? And I was like, well, most of my days <laughs> go through emails and, and communicating and, and setting up meetings. And, and, uh, so, but yeah, I, other than that, that's probably something I use absolutely every day is sit, sit at my desk and using that computer and pounding away and getting things done. So I know that, you know, through uh, travel baseball and some other, you know, things that you're kind of a foodie, right? 
Yeah, yeah. So what's your favorite holiday? Like you're going to go to the Collins family holiday party. What are you bringing? Well, I know uh, with with our baseball group, everybody likes the uh, the ranch hot chicken yeah. uh, dip. So <laughs> that's a key. But if it's to a family uh, event, uh, holiday, uh, broccoli casserole mm-hmm. is another one of my favorites I like to make. Um, I like to bake cookies, chocolate chip cookies, that uh, too I'll, I'll bring. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, my favorite holiday is, is probably Thanksgiving because – Man, you just just the sides, you know, alone, you know, all the casseroles and, yeah. and the vegetables and, and uh, you know, obviously turkey, ham, roast beef, whatever you're having is, is great too. But all those sides, man, I can I can eat those for days. I still have some at work right now. I'm going to go back and have that a little lunch. But I have for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Make that uh, real cranberry sauce mashed up with like the jello, like whatever it is, it's amazing. Like we get it. We make three bowls of it, and it, it's gone in, in three days. Yeah. But kind of wait for the whole year to get that. That's for sure. Coach Cole always uh, brings the uh, charcuterie. Yes. Boards. Those are, those are <laughs> a big hit with me, too. Uh, cheeses and nuts and fruits and crackers. And, yeah, I like those, too. Yep. So, uh, you know, you have – your son is in multiple sports – Baseball, football, or basketball? Which one? For me or for him? For you. For me, it's baseball. <laughs> yeah. I'm, our family has always been really big baseball fans, so I can I can sit and watch a baseball game any day of the week. How are the Memorial Tigers going to look this this spring? I tell you what, I think they're going to be pretty strong. Uh, at least I hope they will. Um, they got to the um, regional finals last year against a, a really good team, uh, Southridge, I believe it was, yeah. up there at uh, – Victory Park. Uh, is that Victory Park up there? Yes. Yeah. And that was in uh, League of Their Own. And uh, um, Clark, my, my son, he got the pitch in inning up there during that game as a freshman. So that was a, a proud moment for Dad. Um, but, yeah, you know, Bailey and Clark, and they got some good young pitching. Uh, you know, those guys are going to be strong. we got a good freshman class coming up behind them. Yeah. Uh, so the next few years, I think Memorial's going to be uh, – Have a committed 2024 – Right, absolutely. Going to Purdue, yeah, yeah. Thomas Lynch, you know, he's 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 a stud. We we're looking forward to seeing his career, uh, yeah, come to pass. And so yeah, it's it's exciting for those kids and and just to watch them and be a part of it. Um, you know, all the families that we we get to hang out with and and that's that's something special. Yeah, travel baseball's coming around the corner. What's the uh, what do you think the uh, legends record's going to be here as we uh, go into summer? You know, I think uh, it's going to be like the last few years, pretty strong. Yeah. You know, we've we've found a way, and uh, I give most of the credit to uh, you coaches because you you found a way to get these boys to understand that they're winners, and uh, you know they may not have the most talent or they may not uh, you know be the fastest, but they find ways to win uh, because they're confident, and you yeah. guys have instilled that in them. Uh, and you can't do anything without confidence, especially in sports. You got to have that that confidence in yourself to you're going to be able to perform. Uh, so our coaches on that travel baseball team, you being a part of that, uh, Sean is is uh, I, I've seen you guys take these boys uh, to different levels, and that's that's impressive. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun to watch. You know, I mean, I can remember you know going from a 48 and three team to a three and like 38. You know that that first year. 
and then shaping it one year after a year after a year until they were the number one team in the nation in double A, double uh, A U trip. So it was uh, it was pretty pretty special to be able to see those guys really just take gra- you know take hold of hard work, dedication, work your tail off Monday through Friday to get to Saturday and Sunday is going to be easier, and uh, being able to see that so that that's awesome. So, um, what product, brand, person has the most holistic, most real experience today? Who's doing it right in in the experience, you know, brand experience world? Like person, place, yeah. That's a good question. I I'll tell you this um, through this pandemic. Um, when we needed something, when we uh, were behind an eight ball and we needed some help, for me, it was Mayor Lloyd Winicky. Um He's been a, a true friend, uh, has uh, worked tirelessly with us uh, and found ways to get things done. So for me, I, I, I got I to say Mayor Winicky. He's He's been a rock and uh, he, he'll take my phone call. Uh, he'll... I'll ask him a question or say, hey, I need help with something. And he, invariably, the answer is yes. Yeah. So I, I feel like he's doing it right. Very positive, very solution-based, you know, bring, you know, challenge, bring a solution. Yeah, f- we will find a way. I love it. It's it's really in, in the core of who I think we as a – it's a great reflection of who we as Evansville as a city, uh, what he represents. So it's, it's really good. I like that. It's a good choice. Um, so Mike has a well. He already said it, but uh, I know you probably uh, give me one thing that you're looking forward to rounding out the year and experience. Like, what's the one thing in the next year you want to experience? Like, you're looking forward to. Another good question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, for me, and it's maybe not next year, but maybe in a couple years is to see my son graduate from IU. Uh, my oldest son is a sophomore up there, and to see him take the next steps in his life and uh, and hopefully find a, a path that he enjoys and, and can succeed, um, that's that's something that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to treasure. Um, you know, you have kids, <clears throat> and they grow up, and, and you have all kinds of experiences with them, and um, some are positive, so maybe not. Uh, you have some troubles along the way or, or, you know, just trying to get through days sometimes. But uh, my son, Jackson, he's, he's a good kid. He works hard. And to see him succeed and, and gain confidence uh, and, and uh, earn ex- his own experiences uh, yeah. is going to be special for me to watch. Mike has has become a big fan of this part of the podcast. Yeah, we didn't get to do that last time. There were nope. three people. I guess we could have yeah. done three questions, but you know. but when it's one, it's easier. So Sean found this social uh, media, social one power of media, social media, pod decks. They got some other things, but it's just questions. Okay. Nothing too bad. So usually you pick one and I'll answer it. We'll answer it with you if you. Us too, but you read it or I read it? You read it. Okay. When were your parents most disappointed? Um, and this is this is actually easy for me. 
um, <clears throat> I was on a uh, kind of a travel team, paid American Legion, yeah, uh, baseball team. Uh, it was after our senior year, and we were playing summer ball, and uh, we were in a tournament in Chicago. And uh, I was 18, all the guys on the team, 17, 18 years old, um, and uh, we decided that we were going to throw a party in our room at the hotel and uh, had a bunch of guys in there and we were <laughs> drinking beer and having fun and uh, cops came and uh, broke it up and uh, coach... Um, it was me and another buddy's room, and uh, coach the next day said, guys, you're off the team. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that then drive the next that day, obviously couldn't stay for the, the rest of the tournament. I think that was maybe Saturday morning, and we had Saturday and Sunday to still play. And so uh, driving home, I don't think I said a word. I don't think my dad said a word, my mom. And uh, yeah. we just kind of all uh, – <laughs> thought about it for six hours driving back to Evansville and uh, I was tough and um, so that kind of experience um, you try to share with uh, I try to share with my own kids and and uh, hopefully they can gain some <laughs> some knowledge from uh, my failure there so obviously uh, just not a not a good situation uh, doing things we, we shouldn't have been doing and uh, paid the consequences yeah that that deck that'd be a good uh, well i mean that that thing party that thing right (laughs) there is uh, like i don't know like one of them was how do you want to i think one of them was how do you yeah how do you want to die or how how do you want to be remembered when you die like there's some there's some deep thoughts in there yeah so there's another uh, whole stack that has like we could do like a whole podcast so it's a podcast session so Pick one topic and go. That's that's kind of neat. I like yeah. that. Yes. So we could we could take that out and just keep going all the way through. <laughs> so that's good. All right. Well, as we wrap up this, I don't, we're we're in our thirties now. I know we're going to be thirty, thirty one, thirty two as we wrap up the end of the year. Um, how do our listeners connect with you? So uh, the best way is uh, to get on our website. Okay. Uh, Vandenberg County, um, yourvchd.org okay. is uh, is uh, a good way. You can just Google Vandenberg County Health Department, um, and you can reach out to us. If they want to reach out to me personally, um, uh, they call our office and, and ask for me directly, and, and uh, our staff will get them in touch with me and uh, email as well. I, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm on uh, doing email all day long. Um can I give out my email? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a J-B-G-R-I-E-S at VandenbergCounty.in.gov. And uh, happy to uh, help any way I can and answer questions. And uh, always always happy to talk about the health department. <laughs> well, we you know, I'm just internally celebrating. Finally, you know, was, we were able to get this done. Thank you for spending an hour with us and, you know, multiple reschedules. Uh, Knew it had to happen by the end of the year. Celebrating that it that it is. Uh, Mike, any closing thoughts here as we wrap up this version of at five thirty on May? No, it's good. We finally got it done. I know. It took a few attempts, as some of them do. Some of them do. Yeah. Can't always align trying. all three schedules. So, but it was good. Yeah. 
enjoyed it. I did too. Thank you both. Yeah. Thank you for, uh, thank you to the listeners for uh, sticking with us. As we say in every podcast, make sure you like it, share it. Uh, there are resources on extendgroup.com and vpsarc.com uh, where you can click to find out more about App 530 on Main. There is a list of all of our previous podcasts, all the pages and pages of bios of all the, the individuals who have uh, blessed us with you know the conversation around the word experience. So uh, if you have someone that you would like to recommend. There's also a form on those sites that let us uh, know who uh, needs to be the next guest on the App 530 on Main podcast. So once again, we are in the extension studio at 530 on Main, brought to you by VPS Architecture and Extend Group. Um, once again, you can find App 530 on Main at vpsarc.com or extendgroup.com. We're on Apple, you know, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google, we're uh, Spotify, pretty much all the streaming now. The team has done a really good job to keep up with. There's more and more. I get emails every every day, it seems like, of, hey, we want you to be on this streaming service, this streaming service. But uh, they've done a really good job. I think, you know, there's well over 10 or so uh, outlets that you can find at 530 on me. So once again, Mike, Joe, thank you so much for your time and listeners. Uh, until next time. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of At 530 on Main, hosted by Sean Collins and Mike Davis. Please leave us a review and share your thoughts on today's episode. Let us know how you've been inspired or what you would like to hear on future episodes. And if you've enjoyed the conversation, help us spread the word. Share us on your social channels. Message a friend. Rate the podcast. Without you, this experience would not be possible.